episode. By now, everyone would know that Zack Snyder had pitched the Rebel Moon to Lucasfilm for more than a decade ago as a Star Wars movie. But they turned it down because they thought it would work better as a unique sci-fi movie. I personally think they just wanted to maintain the legacy of Star Wars franchise. Were they right about this or not? Let's find out. Hello everyone, this is Asif. Welcome to next episode. Here is the plot summary of the Netflix Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. A peaceful village on the edge of the faraway moon is threatened by the armies of a cruel government. And a mysterious stranger named Korra living among the villagers becomes their only chance of survival. Strongest point of this movie, believe me, the trailer was impressive. And I was so excited for this film, but after its theatrical release, when early reviews were out, I couldn't believe the low ratings. I thought it was a Zack Snyder movie, he wouldn't disappoint to this extent. But oh boy, I was totally wrong. Even after hours of thinking, after watching the film, but sadly, I couldn't think a single strong point about this movie. A single scene that I would want to rewatch or relive those impressive moments, whether it was because of VFX, story, or high octane fight sequence. What could have been better? Definitely the storyline, which is so routine, bland, and easily predictable that in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I understood what would happen next. I know there are a couple of twists that are not that amazing, but the screenplay and direction are pretty good for the story given. The color tone suits the story and the planet they are on. In a couple of scenes, not in a couple of scenes, but in several scenes in the initial part of the movie, they were blurry. I don't know whether it was because of the camera or the editing, but I found it very distracting. Sophia Bautela plays Cora, Hanso plays General Titus, and Ed Screen plays Atticus Noble. There are diverse actors, but very few varied characters and characterizations. Sadly, none of the characters were likable, which would help you connect with or indulge you in their struggles or emotions. On the other hand, the action choreography is another big disappointment. I mean to say that the intensity and the rage that builds up with the scene does not match the action choreography, especially when Snyder is the writer and director. Is it a good watch for this weekend? Just forget the hype it may have received as a result of Star Wars, fantasy rejection and the fact that Zack Snyder has directed it. Otherwise, it's a decent movie for which I cannot say it's a must-watch, but I would recommend it watching on a lazy weekend afternoon when you do not have anything on your weekend list to watch. Like Zack's other movies, a few shots that I will never forget are Baby Doll's character introduction. Especially the button spinning on the floor from the movie Sucker Punch. I was awestruck by the vision of the director and his storytelling in that shot. And one more shot where the warriors falling down from the edge of a cliff behind the bright sun in the movie 300. Similarly, in this movie, there's a bird taming scene which I might remember for a while even though I have seen it in plenty of movies already. If you like this movie, do check out my all-time favorite series, Firefly. I remembered this series several times while watching this movie. I will meet you with another review in the next podcast. Until then, have a great weekend and keep binging.